Hi, JJ here with The Art of Value. Another update on OpenAI's ChatGPT. There's some news out that it may be worth about $29 billion, or at least it's being valued at that in new funding round. I'm going to respond to the All In podcast. Those guys on there, that's Chamath Palpatia, Jason Calacanis, David Sachs, and David Freiburg, if you don't know that podcast. So I'm going to respond to a little bit of what they said about OpenAI in this valuation, which the news broke while they were actually recording, and the other news around OpenAI which looks to be one of the most focused on companies of 2023 from Silicon Valley because of the explosion of popularity. We can call it consumer AI. So it's kind of leading leading the charge there. And 2023 looks to be a big year for AI. ChatGPT, uh, OpenAI, doing a tender offer <laughs> at $29 billion <laughs> with well, no revenue losing uh, $3 billion a day. Oh my That's, God, who is uh, buying a $29 well, billion? Well, it's, it's Founders Fund, or reportedly, according to the journal, it's Founders Fund and Thrive Capital. So Founders Fund does not generally do super overpriced deals. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I would buy that's that. That's a silly bet. Sure. I mean, come on. That, that, I mean, dude, are you kidding me? That's a, That could be a $300 billion company. That's a 10X. Right, but that, yeah. You think it's a, a 10X from here? I wouldn't, I would not. Totally could be. So Jason Calacanis there, J. Cal, pretty much thinking that the valuation of $29 billion is laughable. But David Sachs and David Freiberg both thinking that that's okay. The founders fund's involved and doesn't usually overpay. Of course, that's Peter Thiel's fund. Peter Thiel involved in that. I'll put that on screen. The people involved in founders fund and the companies that they're involved in. Let me just have a look. So what they've been involved before, in case you don't know, SpaceX, Palantir. Of course, Peter Thiel's heavily involved in Palantir, one of the founders. Stripe, Facebook, Peter Till was one of the first investors of Facebook, of course, Airbnb, Affirm, and other companies there. You can have a look on the screen. So these are heavy hitters and OpenAI being involved in OpenAI at a $29 billion valuation. And David Sachs and, and David Freiberg there saying that they would invest at that level, saying that it could be a 10x, a $300 billion company going up against Google if it starts to eat into Google search. Look at the valuation of Google. Google might come out with something Looks like they could, but then they talk. They go on to talk about that. So let's let's hear some more. By the way, do you guys remember that the um, Long the origin of OpenAI? I don't know what the current situation is, but it was a nonprofit yep. where they said investors put money in, but the investors' maximum return was 100x on the dollar invested. No, so I don't it's think it's a nonprofit, but no, 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 it's that a profit happened, up to 100x. No, no, that happened afterwards. It's when they converted. Yeah, that was the to original a, model. Yeah. No, no, the, no, the so original the model was a pure. Then they converted to a shares? for profit. No, no, the, the original model was a pure nonprofit where there was no cap because there was no concept of equity. Yeah. When they flipped, they capped right. everybody to a hundred x on the return. So the original not money, x, but not yeah. anymore or still. But you no, know, the original money, which was like Elon's money, who else put in money? Reed Hoffman. Reed, yeah. All that Reed money Hoffman. came in as a yeah. as pure nonprofit. So I don't know how it converted, but that's when they or did it convert? Did those people who funded it originally get any shares I mean, in the we, for profit? We could we could find out. Probably they did. I mean, it would who make knows? sense that they. I wouldn't. don't know. We'll find well, out. Okay, they're talking about how OpenAI started as a nonprofit and then then changed what it was going to do in the funding rounds. I looked up Crunchbase. Funding rounds have been five so far, up to $1 billion. And of course, I've done some videos previously about Microsoft getting involved. Microsoft investing heavily $1 billion, thinking about investing more. And they're coming out with a Bing product, integrating it into Bing in the coming months. See the previous video if you want to know about that. Some of the investors that have been involved is Sequoia Capital, Andreessen Howitz, Microsoft, of course, and Koshla Ventures, Reid Hoffman Foundation, and Y Combinator going way back. So, And Sam Altman was involved in that. 
and he's involved in OpenAI, the CEO. So some heavy hitters there and some funding rounds and it's gone private. They talk about a 100x return being capped at that. I don't know if that's true and I don't know if that will happen in the future. It seems like people are starting to think this could be a huge opportunity of Google proportions. So people want to get in on it and willing to invest at a $29 billion valuation already. If you're getting value out of this episode so far and you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button to help with the algorithm and to give me that little dopamine hit that we all crave so much. Thanks. The, the thing that I want to impress upon you is like, there is an enormous amount of work that they do that what their biggest gap to monetizing this will be finding unique content that they learn on that nobody else has access to. And this is why I, I really think it's important to understand if you have enough compute, these all of these unsupervised learning models, if you run them on the same training set, will converge to the same answer. So you're just getting there first. So in order to be really defensible, you have to get there in a unique way. And so either you're going to hand tune or you're going to have inputs that are different. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer. That's why right. like they, they have to answer that question in their fundraising. And I'm sure that they did because these are smart investors. But that's the big idea that you have to overcome. And the, again, you have to think like you think Google is sitting on their hands. No. Or starting to talk about the data that the AI is trained on, saying that different companies say Google will have one that's being trained on the same data, unless they've got different data that they've been trained on. And it's a huge amount of data from the internet and digital books and that sort of thing that they'll come up with the same result. So obviously saying that this could be a competitive situation where they all come up with the same result. So Google search has had such a monopoly. Again, previous videos I talked about, is this a Google killer? And they said there that Google could have a product ready to launch. And it would not surprise me if that happened very soon. And so is the differ differentiation, we're going to see that as different products are launched, I think, but OpenAI has definitely got the uh, the lead first mover advantage and it's already successful as consumer AI. 29 billion, like what fundamentals is that based on? Like why not 5 billion? Why not 3 billion? I mean, like why not 10 billion? Like what makes they it 29 billion? They doubled their last billion? valuation. That's what it is. It's all, this is all momentum. This has nothing to do with reality, right? I mean, it, this would imply at a 30, the, the public comps of like Google trades at what, 25 or 30 EBIT times EBITDA. So this would imply a billion dollars in EBITDA, a billion dollars in EBITDA, $3 million a day. They're losing $3 million a day on computer reportedly, $3 million a day in profit on what product? I don't know. They have a- I, That's not the issue. I think, look, I mean, my point was if these guys open up a set of tools, that support all these applications and services to emerge on top of what they've built. And they're getting rev share, getting payments out of that. It's going to very quickly turn into a real Here's the scalable. problem. So back to the valuation again, JCal thinks it's not worth around 29 billion. And what's that based on? They ask, what's it based on? It definitely is momentum. As I said, this has got a lot of momentum and a lot of hype around it already. It looks like 2023 is going to be the year of perhaps natural language models like this. Google might come out with something, wouldn't surprise me. Google, uh, Microsoft's getting heavily involved. But a bit more detail on that. They say, I found this article here, which I'll put on screen. It says, the VC firm's investment is expected to total 300 million or more in share sales, sources told the journal, which is the Wall Street Journal. This is where this news broke. They noted that, that discussions remain ongoing and the deal's value is not finalized. So it could change. 
If it does go through, it would make OpenAI among the most valuable startups in the US, which is not surprising. And OpenAI was valued at 14 billion in 2021. So this is the, where the momentum comes in. Just in 2021, it was at 14, now it's at 29. So it's double the tender offer and more recently valued at 20 billion via a secondary sale. So just recently 20, it's gone up suddenly 9 billion sort of very quickly. The company projects to make 200 million in revenue in 2023 and a billion by 2024. Okay, as we all know from startups and uh, companies with a lot of hype, they can project whatever they want in terms of revenue. But it was, I think, David Freiberg there was saying that they could come up with a set of tools to earn that money reasonably easily. And I could see that. They already do have a set of tools. If you look at OpenAI, they've already got products that people pay for. And so I could see that happening easily. Obviously, consumer AI, the, the chat GPT, they kind of want for free. So it's really up to the venture capitalist to pay for that. There's a lot of talk about how a lot of, over the last 10 years, a lot of, uh, we've had cheap rides through Uber and companies like that and cheap deliveries because venture capitalists have been funding that in the hope to get to kind of blitz scale, let's say, Reid Hoffman again, blitz scaling to get to the point where they can turn a profit, make money by having massive market share. So this could be the same where they're really going for it and they they have they had develop a set of tools that they can charge people for, subscription-based, advertising-based. It's like Google didn't come up with the business model for a while. So this could be just like that. What do you think? Is OpenAI worth $29 billion already or is this just momentum and a bit of hype? Let me know in the YouTube comments if you're watching on YouTube and I'm on Twitter at The Art of Value as well. And this article does talk about the revenue. They say it was founded in 2015. OpenAI has reportedly generated tens of millions of dollars in revenue. It currently charges developers who license its technology to generate text and images. ChatGPT has drawn in more than 1 million users and it did that very quickly within five days, less than a week. I talked about that in a previous previous videos that it's one of the it's scaled that quickly as fast as anything that I've ever seen, faster than Instagram, faster than uh, Facebook did, faster than anything I've seen. So that's a very good sign for investors doing these private investments. According to OpenAI Chief Sam Altman, while it's currently free in the research phase, Owen said the company will have to monetize in the AI service at a later date as the compute costs are eye-watering. Jake, I'll mention it's losing $3 million a day, and that's the that's where the venture capital money is going, obviously, and from Microsoft especially. And as I said in the previous video, Microsoft is helping with the infrastructure, the computing power. They've got Azure, so they can help out a lot. And that's in terms of their investment towards uh, their, this great, ex this big expense. It will get expensive unless they uh, work out how to monetize. And I'm sure they're definitely thinking about it at the moment. Here's the Scalable problem, Freeberg. This is why that can't happen. They don't have the rights to the data they built the training set on. And the second they commercialize it, the second anybody pays them, whoever Ooh, they base this on, good they're going to get sued into oblivion i predict sued into oblivion let's talk let's let's actually let's talk about that in the next show because i think that's a like the the way that ai works and we should probably bring someone like sam on to talk about it but the way that ai works on training data and now people are making claims that the training data is copyright therefore of course the model is. output is prote protects that copyright is i think worthy of a good conversation well, what's um, interesting is you know, the, I, early, the early version of the of the Internet was very simple. It's like you had a, this file called robux.txt and you would basically be open to a crawl or not. And that's what would allow Google to basically go and spider your pages. Right. And so we have to replace this concept of that with this AI.txt. 
Well, you could make a claim that this is no different than, you know, a spider crawling a web page, except that in the, in the search case, it was much cleaner, which is we're just going to index your page and redirect people to you. Uh, here, it's we're actually going to create a derivative work because of you Bingo. in part. And I do think that that's going to be a very interesting legal threshold that has to get figured out. Wait, this is a good point. And I think we're going to hear a lot more about this in 2023, about copyright problems, issues that come up with AI. So the, the training set they're talking about, the training data is taken from the web, it's taken from digital books, all different sources. There's no permission given for that. And they're talking about using 100% of that in to come up with new work. So if you ask a question or the image AI is, an, is another situation with, with uh, open AI, where it's coming up with images and it's using other images as material. I'm guessing that a lot of the legal arguments will be based on how much is is it a hundred percent use? Is it how what what percentage of use is there, especially in the images? But also Chat GPT. If you're asking to create things, whether it be emails or books or whatever, and it's using that data from somewhere else, depends how much of it's used. Is it is it making it exactly? What is the answer to this? I think we're going to hear a huge amount, and it's going to be there are going to be legal issues from this, especially if they start making a lot of money from it without sorting this out, which is the Silicon Valley way, is just do things and apologize later if need be, or just go ahead, blast away and work out these things out later because the technology moves a lot faster than the legal situation or any kind of regulation based on this, as we've seen with, with social networks and all kinds of things in the last decade. And this is a new decade and technology is starting to race ahead. Okay, I'm going to put a link up here to some previous videos about OpenAI and ChatGPT that I've made already. I'm going to be making some more. So subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Subscribe to get more like this in the future. And I'll see you again next time.